we're talking about friendship. <coughs> and I thought I would uh, share this story. I think it's a great picture of friendship. Uh, there's a woman in South Africa by the name of Gertie McKenna. <coughs> and she uh, unfortunately contracted um, breast cancer and underwent chemotherapy treatments and lost all of her hair. Ten of her friends and family members wanted to show uh, her how much they loved her. And so they shaved all their heads in order to show solidarity with their friend and love for the friend. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, I think that's a beautiful picture of friendship. So we're studying the book of Proverbs. Our series is titled Foolproof. Through the book of Proverbs, God wants to foolproof our lives. Proverbs says there are three types of people. Uh, the wise, the foolish, and the simple. And the simple are those who have not yet made enough life decisions to be categorized as either wise or foolish. We don't want to be fools because foolishness leads to dishonor and death. Wisdom leads to honor and life. Long before Mr. T, there was uh, Mr. Solomon saying, don't be a fool, right? <laughs> <coughs> And so today we're looking at uh, the topic of friendship. Proverbs has a lot to say about friendship. Why? Because friends are an important part of thriving in life. God wants us to have life to the full, and so he's given, uh, wants to give us friends, the possibility of friendship. But friends are not, they don't automatically, good friends don't automatically come our way. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6, we read this. Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. Or in the New Living Translation, many will say they're loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Uh, think about the story of a guy named Jan Paderewski. And he was a pianist uh, in Poland, and he, wa- he, he had the opportunity to go to London and uh, give a concert. But he was afraid that he wouldn't be accepted in... Oh, that's my friend John Buller, but okay. He looks like a pianist. Uh, this guy lived a long time ago. That's okay, leave. Oh, yeah. So, he, so he's going to London. He, he, he asks a, a famous compatriot, another Polish guy, would you give me a letter of introduction in case you know, I get sort of stranded in London? And so this guy writes him a letter of introduction, seals it, and hands it to, to Jan. Who takes it with him to London, but he doesn't actually need it because his, uh, he's a big success, a, a smash hit. Years later, Jan is going through his papers, and he comes across that uh, letter, and he opens it, and here's what it said. This will introduce Jan Paderewski, who plays the piano, for which he demonstrates no conspicuous talent. Was he a true friend? Absolutely not. True friends are, are uh, hard to come by, uh, but they're available, and if you have one, you treasure them. So I think about a couple of great friends. First off, I have three great brothers uh, with whom I am uh, deep friends, but I have a couple of non-relatives. This is John Buller. John and I became friends in first grade, and uh, we're still friends today. And one of the things I love about John, John is, uh, was an activity-based friendship, right? He was the guy, he didn't want me to talk. 
Uh, I was always wanting to share my girl concerns and stuff, and he would just be like, anytime I'd start my stories, and I'm a storyteller, he would say, get to the point, please. <laughs> he wanted to go do something. But uh, John, uh, look, John never once um, influenced me in a negative way. From the time we were kids, he, he honored Christ. And so John's influence in my life was always a godly influence. Uh, and he was, a, he was a great friend, is a great friend. Um, when I moved back to Alaska, John flew all the way down to Boston and drove, uh, you know, he was a uh, husband and young father, and he spent 10 days driving all the way back to Alaska with me. Another great friend I have is uh, Chris Kefalos. You know Chris. This photo sat uh, up until not that long ago next to my bed. And then my wife finally replaced it with a picture of herself. <clears throat> I thought that's where it belonged, man. That's a great. We were at the Russian River having fun. And uh, so, anyways, John and friendships. You, when you have a good friend, you treasure those friendships. And uh, a number of years ago, four or five years ago, when I was actually considering leaving Alaska, uh, it weighed on me. Wait a second. If I leave Alaska, uh, I, I won't be around uh, Chris. And that was a big deal to me. And th- that's, a, that's a, the kind of friendship you want. A, a person that will push you toward Christ, someone with him. You can share your... Uh, you're, you really share your life and call them up when you're mad and you're needing talked off the cliff and when you're, you're afraid or you need wisdom. What a, what a privilege it is to have those kind of friends. Well, the Bible, uh, Proverbs tells us a lot about how to find good friends. And so let me just share with you, if you are uh, looking for friends, here's Proverbs wisdom on uh, the kind of people to look for for friends. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. But first off, avoid these type of people. Evil people. Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sinners entice you, don't consent. So people who, uh, their life is characterized by wickedness and evil, and they're drawn to, to that, don't go with them. Number two, avoid fools. Proverbs 14.7. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Proud, avoid proud people. Proverbs 16, 19. It's better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Angry people. Don't make angry people your friend. Proverbs 22, 24. Make no friendship with a man given to anger. Unfaithful people. Proverbs 25, 19. Trusting in a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. You don't want an unfaithful person who's your friend. And finally, criminals, Proverbs 28, 7. The one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons or, uh, or criminals, those who can't, they're, they're just going to satisfy their appetites no matter what, shames his father. Avoid those kind of people. Instead, look for these kind of people, Proverbs says. Number one, the righteous, Proverbs 12, 26. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor or to his friend, but the way of the wicked leads him astray. Look for the wise. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Look for loyal people. 
A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's the kind of friend you want. And finally, law keepers, right? People who will help you uh, do what is right. Do you have a, a good friend? It only takes one really good friend. Uh, a Christian brother or sister whose influence in your life makes you a better person and presses you toward, toward God. Some characteristics of a good friend, according to Proverbs. Number one, a good friend loves at all times. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves at all times. Great biblical story of this, uh, David and Jonathan. Jonathan was prince of Israel. His father was the king. And so they started their friendship with Jonathan in the one-up position. Make no, make no doubt of it. Jonathan was the prince, and David was a servant of the family. Well, somewhere along the line, God announced that he, he was going to give the kingdom to David, and Jonathan was not going to become king. What, what would everyone on planet Earth expect Jonathan's response to be? Oh, no way! This is not going to happen. In fact, even though this had been pronounced by God, Saul, the king, said, I'm not going to let this happen, and tried to kill David. Figured, I, I'm going to do whatever I can to thwart God's purposes. But it's such a beautiful story. Jonathan didn't do that. Jonathan said, Okay, first and foremost, I'm your friend. And, and even after uh, hearing this news, he initiated with David a pledge. I'm still your friend. I'll always be your friend. He stood up to his father and protected David. Kept David from being harmed. Credible. Do you have that kind of a friend in your life? A friend who loves at all times. Second characteristic of a good friend. Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Second characteristic of a good friend is uh, they tell you the hard truths. Let's look at that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. This is the person who uh, tells you the hard stuff so that you will be better. Think about Jeff Cowell. Uh, Jeff Cowell told me something very important one time. He said, Mike, I've noticed you tend to wait until you are angry before confronting people. You, you wait until you're at the point where you don't care about the uh, relational ramifications, and then you let them have it because you know, you've decided, I don't care how this plays out. Uh, I'm just so upset. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know. He said, uh, I really encourage you to back up and start confronting people, letting them know how, your, how their actions are affecting you long before you don't care about them anymore, right? Or you're willing to get rid of them. I needed to hear that. That was a life-transformative uh, wound. I think about my brother, Scott. I was... Uh, I think I had just gotten into seminary. I remember Scott said, Mike, I want to point out something to you. What's that? 
He said, uh, I've noticed you surround yourself with followers. I don't see, I don't see another strong man in your orbit. And he said, I want to explain why I think that is. He said, I think you are so dominant that uh, any other strong man that comes into the circle, it's going to be, who's going to be, you know, the head guy? Who's going to be, and so you run off other, other strong men. Uh, that was life-changing for me. Uh, I, I saw that, and I said, I've got to change. I've got to be the kind of person where other strong men are not, you know, run off. I, I, in, I'm about to go moose hunting, and I, the picture I had in my mind is, you know, the big bull moose, and the other bull moose comes, and I've got to fight him off, right? And, and um, so I wanted to have some other powerful bulls in my, hanging out with me. That was, and I think that, that the Lord used that to help change that character trait. I had another friend, Chad, I remember him saying, Mike, I feel like, I feel used by you. Uh, I'm not sure if you really like me or you like what I can do for you. Faithful are the wounds of the friend. They weren't trying to just stab me, right? They're not just trying to, to hurt me. They're trying to help me. This is the kind of wounding that's like you lance the boil so that it can, you know, get cleaned out and heal. Do you have people in your life uh, who are willing to tell you the hard truths? They care enough about you. They're not just going to flatter you. They're going to try to help you be better. What, a, what an incredible friend to have. Final characteristic of a, a good friend is that they, they'll forgive your failures. Proverbs 17, 9. Whoever covers an offense seeks love or promotes love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Whoever covers an offense seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Man, a good friend will try to cover your nakedness so that you're not ashamed. When you fail, they're not going to point fingers at it, repeat it, gossip it about. They, they, want, they want your to protect your reputation, right? They're going to cover that failure of yours. They're going to damp it down and, and make it so it's not a big issue. Think about John Buller. He and I, senior year in high school, had a firewood business. And we had cut, I think we had cut like 40 cords of firewood, just this mountain of firewood. And then... I went off to college and left John with the job of chopping it all up and then delivering it and selling it. And I still thought I should get half of the money. <laughs> A few years later, I had to apologize for that. And you know what? He didn't, he didn't let that... That was a failure on my part. I took advantage of my friend. And he didn't let that define our relationship. Think about Jesus and Peter, right? Three times Peter denied Christ. And, and did Christ let that failure define who Peter was? No. He makes him the head of the church. Gives him a task. 
Do you have these kind of friends in your life? Let me tell you a friend story. Rob and Kyle. They were freshmen in high school. Rob had come from the feeder junior high school, and so he had friends. He was popular. Uh, he, he was kind of already not so awkward. But Kyle had come from a private school, and he, was, he hadn't filled out his body. He was in the very awkward stage. They were uh, walking home from school together. They didn't know each other, but they lived near, near each other. And Rob sees Kyle, and Kyle's carrying this armload of books. And he's thinking, why are you, it's Friday, why are you bringing all these books home with you? Didn't understand that. And then this group of boys comes and they knock Kyle down and they scatter his books and they push on him and they mock him. And and Rob is seeing this from across the street. And he feels some sympathy, so he goes over to Kyle afterwards and helps collect his books and introduces himself. And and, uh, they walk home together and they realize we we live very close to each other. Rob had some fun plans for that weekend and he just sort of out of kindness of his heart, said, hey, Kyle, you want to join me this weekend? We're going to be playing football and doing some other fun stuff. And they did, and they became fast friends. And they were, became best friends all through high school. They're about to graduate. Kyle has come into his own. Uh, he's no longer sort of a nerdy kid. He's popular. He's the valedictorian of, of the class. And he, he gets up to give the valedictorian speech. And he says, I want to talk today about friendship. And he recounted the very first, uh, the day that he met Rob. And he said, what he doesn't know, I've never shared with him, is that the reason my arms were full of all my books is I had decided to kill myself. I had concluded life was not worth living, and I, was clean, I had cleaned my, my uh, locker out so that my mom wouldn't have to after I took my life. And I was on my way home, and then I get knocked down by these kids and taunted, and all that did was reinforce my determination to take my life. And then in steps Rob, and it changed everything. The power of friendship. You know, God wants that for us. God, one of the ways God loves us is through other people. Do you have those kind of friends in your life? Where do we find them? Where do we find them? Uh, when I was a kid, my mom shared with me Proverbs chapter 28, verse, strike that, no, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. And she shared this verse with me in the King James Version. Now I've come to realize that there's a lot of debate over exact, its exact translation, but I love the King James. He who has friends must show himself friendly. And my mom said, son, don't wait for people to befriend you. You go befriend them. Everybody wants a friend. Go be friendly. He who has friends must show himself friendly. So I took that to heart and made a lot of sense to me. And so I have been a befriender. And as a result, I have never lacked friends. Uh, I find that you know, most people are longing for a friend. And if you be that friend, they will receive it <laughs> uh, joyfully. And so you know, one, one thing uh, pastors talk about is there are, there, there are always people who will say, you know what, I can't find any friends at this church. This church is not a friendly church. 
And certainly some churches are friendlier than others. But oftentimes, uh, the difference maker is your own willingness to uh, put yourself out there and be friendly. And then it becomes reciprocal. Uh, I've noticed this in little small groups with guys. It always takes someone to, to go deep before the group goes deep. But it's amazing, a, a, a small group of guys, and I'm sure I've never been in a small group of girls. Invite me if you want. Actually, I, try, I keep trying to butt into Sabrina's on Thursday nights, but they just give me a cookie and kick me out. <laughs> but I've noticed with small groups of guys, uh, if, as soon as one person is transparent and says, listen, this is what's really going on in my life. Here's where I'm hurting. Here's where I'm needy. Please pray for me. Boom. Instantly, the whole group goes there. Somebody has to lead, and that's the way it is with friendships. You know, somebody's got to be the friend. So, be the friend you want. If you practice that, if you, if you are the one who loves at all times, you know, uh, then probably you're going to get that back in your life. Be the friend you want. Now let me read you the Proverbs 18.24 in the ESV. Here's the way it puts it. 18.24. Oh, yeah. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I want to focus on that last line. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Who do you think that friend is? Absolutely. I'm sure that there I'm sure it's talking about human friendships of well as well. But there is a friend available to all of us who will stick closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus Christ. In John chapter 15, 15, Jesus says, You are my friends. No longer do I call you servants. Jesus is our friend. Do, is, is Jesus your best friend? He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Think of it. Uh, number one, a friend loves us at all times. Jesus in 28.20 said, uh, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the very end of the age. There's no, there is no limit to my love. There's no end to my love. In Romans, we're told neither life nor death, angels, principalities, powers, you know, he names everything, can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus loves us at all times, in our, in our victories, in our, in our failures. Jesus tells us the hard truths. Uh, the Holy Spirit, Christ's Spirit, uh, convicts us of sin, leads us into all truth. All that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He doesn't hold anything back. He tells us the truth. And then finally, in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He covers our failures. Jesus is the best friend. So he is your friend, because he's one that will never fail. And that's, he's the one we uh, honor, he's the one we talk about. He's the, why we're gathered together to worship. In fact, I asked uh, our prayer group 
you know, why are we here today? And correctly, they said, to glorify God. Uh, the, the goal of getting together is to walk away and, and, and God says, I was honored, I was worshipped. And we are, we are, of course, encouraged. So let's talk a little bit about uh, how to cultivate a friendship with Jesus. How do we cultivate a friendship with Jesus? Well, how do you cultivate, cultivate your uh, human friendships? You got to spend time with him, right? You got to hang out with him. You got to talk. And so here are some very practical ways to cultivate a friendship with Jesus. Read the Bible. Why? Because that's God talking to us. Read the Bible. So that's listening. Got to listen to your friend. Pray. Pray is you talking. So read your Bible, pray. That's the communication part. And what happens if you don't talk to your friend for, uh, you know, very often? Women all understand that question. The guys are like, nothing. We just, <laughs> I call them every five years and we pick right back up. But you miss an opportunity to deepen, deepen the friendship. Number three, obey his commands. He who loves me keeps my commands. So you are, when you obey Christ's commands, you're, you're, putting, you're trusting him. You're saying, I believe in you. You're putting his words into practice. Hang out with some of his other friends, right? It's one reason to have Christian friends. You encourage each other as followers of Christ. And then finally, talk him up in the world. Uh, being a good friend, you're, you're, you're sharing with other people uh, how awesome friendship with Jesus Christ is and that he's available to them as well. 